and the stony patch where her mother's vegetables and a square of wheat fought to grow. Her daddy and mammy worked so hard, clearing the soil, planting it and weeding it. Mostly daddy had to work for the landlord, of course, tending to their own land only when he could get a minute free. In the distance, Muck, the pig they were fattening for winter, squealed hungrily from the ramshackle pig pen. We'd better get him some scraps and peeling soon, Eilie said, or he'll scream the place down. They picked up the wash basket, took a handle each, and strolled back towards the neat little homestead, with its pile of dry turf, the curl of smoke from the chimney, and the bright, shining window pane winking and catching the sunlight. Shoo! Shoo! Mary Bridget told the hens who ran and pecked in front of her. Maisie, her favourite red hen, tried, as usual, to follow her into the shade of the kitchen. That owl hen was far too cute for her own good, Auntie Nano often said. Nano lay dozing now, her rocking chair still in front of the fire. Shh, Mammy, warned Mary Bridget. She's asleep. Shh, echoed her little brother Jody, imitating her. He looked up from where he had been playing quietly in the corner of the room. Their great-grand-aunt looked so peaceful there, snoring ever so slightly. There might be some honey for you two later, whispered Eily. Daddy's going to check the beehive for the both of ye. The children adored honey. A little bit spread on the fresh bread Eily baked, or spooned into their bowls of porridge, was the best treat possible. They licked their lips at the very thought of it. Eily was always thinking of little things to please the children and make them happy. When she was a girl, times had been very hard, and Auntie Nano said that she had never forgotten it. Now, pet, will you do me a favour and take Jodie out to play in the fresh air? Jodie ran up to Mary Bridget, his sturdy two-year-old hands grabbing at her skirt as he followed her outside. Stay near the house, Mary Bridget, warned Eily. None of your gallivanting or exploring now. Mary Bridget sighed. She'd had a mind to go down to the stream to look for pinkeens. Come on, Jody, she said. We'll just have to find something else to do. Jody nodded his curly brown head. As little brothers went, Mary Bridget guessed that Jody wasn't the worst. He knew how to play chasing though he was so slow at running, and he was good at playing baby princes that Mary Bridget had to rescue from all sorts of monsters and evil lords. Maisie clucked about and followed them, pecking busily as she went. Hen! Hen! announced Jodie, pointing a grubby finger at the bird. That's Maisie, Jodie. Say, Maisie! Hen! repeated her brother solemnly. But Maisie is much more than just an ordinary owl hen, said Mary Bridget dramatically, hunkering down on the grass as the dusty hen scratched at the ground. Maisie is a magic hen. Mary Bridget's eyes twinkled. Jody stood in front of his sister, his fingers opening and closing in a futile attempt to clutch at the darting bundle of rich brown-red feathers that jumped and fluttered to escape him. 
She lays golden eggs, Mary Bridget continued, dropping her voice. And she can see the she. But Jody ignored her. He didn't know anything about the fairies. He was much more interested in catching the creature. Maisie pecked away, keeping just out of range of the two of them. Jodie, if we're good and quiet, Mary Bridget went on, Maisie might lead us to one of her eggs, her special golden eggs. A shadow of confusion passed across Jodie's small face. He liked eggs, though what eggs had to do with this clucking creature, he wasn't sure. But he followed his big sister as she raced after Maisie, who was now squawking wildly and running madly in all directions. You'd think the child had been caught in a thorn bush, John. Just look at the state.